welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And our friend Grant is joining us again. Hi, Grant. Hi, guys. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Starman, and Matt's going to tell us a little bit about it. It's a John Carpenter film from 1984. It's about an alien who is played by Jeff Bridges, who is from a race of, of, of aliens that has received uh, humanity's message that was on the Voyager space probe. Uh, around this time, the Voyager space probe was kind of a, a, a thing in sci-fi films. Uh, the Star Trek the motion picture ended up being all based around Voyager. And then um, this movie came along. And yeah, so we, we say in that, in, in that Voyager probe in multiple languages, you know, hey, uh, we're, we're Earthlings and why don't you come to Earth and say hello? So these aliens decide to take us up on that, on that uh, invitation. And of course, humanity responds with uh, suspicion and violence. And uh, anyway, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. The, the alien uh, is normally a blue orb. Uh, of light and he needs to take human form so he ends up taking the human form of the dead husband uh, of jenny hayden played by karen allen and uh now getting back to humanity's response uh humanity starts uh you know the military starts coming after the alien pro the, uh, the, that has landed and it becomes in a road movie where uh jeff bridges and karen allen need to get to, I believe it's Arizona or New Mexico, to meet up with his ship so he can get home before he dies. And no, I'm not talking about E.T. <laughs> uh, so, Grant, what did you think of this film? Okay, so Starman. <clears throat> well, I think the first thing to say about this film is it's it's a very different direction for the director. Uh, John Carpenter is not known for... Loves love stories, which is basically what Starman is, and it's a sentimental film, but a t- but a touching one. I think the relationship. Well, firstly, Karen Allen for me is the best performance in the film. I think she gives a wonderful performance of a a woman who's really been touched by grief of losing her 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 husband, and then uh, the Starman who comes back and takes his form. You know, Jeff Bridges. I mean. He gives a, a really good performance as well, but but for me, it's, it's really Karen Allen who who grabs your um, who grabs my heart anyway. And given it's a love story, I think that's what it needs to do. It needs to touch your your heart, and, and she does that. Uh, I like lots of things about the film in terms of uh, the way it's the way it's put together. I think it's it's got a good pace to it. You're right to describe it like a road movie. It feels a bit like the Thirty Nine Steps. Or something like that. You know, you've got two people on the run. Uh, they're kind. There's kind of a romance going on. The government's after them. There's nasty people after them. Uh, it's shot really well, um, and the score is a really nice synth love ballad. It's quite slow, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's really cool. And um, it's actually a soundtrack that I listen to quite a lot. <laughs> and I think the film shows. John Carpenter's versatility, really. Uh, it's very different material for him, but he does a great job because I think he's a visual storyteller. And there's, if you, particularly if you watch the first fifth, the first 20 minutes, which really set up the plot as you've described, Matt, it's all told visually. There's very little dialogue. It's shown, it, the story is very clear to you and it's shown through visuals and really good editing. And I think that's a hallmark, hallmark of Carpenter. 
Uh, and the last thing I'll say is the, 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 uh, at this stage is the finale, the finale where um, you know, Jeff Bridges, the star man, has to go home uh, is one of my favourite images in 80s cinema. Uh, there's a lovely red hue to the camera. Uh, there's some, uh, some snow like it looks like snow is falling around him. Uh, and it just captures it so beautifully. Uh, I really think it's sort of, it's seared into your mind that 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 image. But for me, it's it's, it's a very good love story, um, which is probably a bit sentimental for today's audiences. But I, I enjoy it every time. Yeah, and the opening of the film it, to me, I hadn't seen it in many many years. Um, rewatching it again, the opening of the film, I realized is what had stayed with me. Cause I, I think, um, before this becomes a romance and a, and a road movie, it's quite terrifying. And the, the special effects, the, the practical effects, um, as this alien becomes Jeff Bridges are, is quite striking. And, you know, as a kid, when I was watching this, that's, that's what lingered with me. Um, but then it does become a road movie. It does become a, a there's, Comedy elements, again, it's kind of a fish-out-of-water um, humor where um, Jeff Bridges as this alien is trying to adapt to life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. I think Jeff Bridges does give a, a good performance. It's kind of the the flashier performance. It's um, But good, because, you know, there's always something alien about him and it becomes subtly less alien as the movie progresses and as he becomes a little more familiar with with humans um but there's always something a little off but he's also always likable um but but i agree grant that karen allen is the the real star here because the things that are happening to her in this movie are horrifying and sad and um hopeful and she conveys all of this. And I, I thought, this time watching it, I thought, you know, yeah, this is this is a romance. It's a science fiction story. It's also about a woman coming to terms with the loss of her husband. And, and that, that's really kind of the emotional impact that I got from it this time. And this movie does have an emotional kick to it. So I, I really enjoyed watching it um, again. So this was a movie that... Um I saw initially back in the eighties, not in the theater, but in the, um, you know, at home on HBO or wherever. And it's, it stuck with me for on a couple of different levels, the, the visuals. So you have um, the scenes where Jeff Bridges is um, first. He's, he's cloned uh, Karen Allen's dead husband's DNA, and he's morphing into becoming a full grown human. And Ashley's right. That is somewhat of a very terrifying scene. And then, Afterwards, he sends a signal to his his home species, and that scene is also uh, the way it's filmed it stands out. Uh, Grant is absolutely on point about the ending and the visuals of that, uh, which reminded me to give a shout out to the cinematographer um, um, Donald M. Morgan. Who uh, so there's the ending scene that stands out particularly, and then also I was struck this most recent time of rewatching it. There's a scene in a in a train yard where uh, I mean, like I said, at one point, uh, Karen Allen and Jeff Bridges have to kind of ride the rails, and the way that 
the, the, the that scene is shot and just framed and and the the, the this foggy and it's just a gorgeous gorgeous moment in the film in the middle of a train yard uh, and I do agree about the music uh, Jack Nietzsche is, I forgot about it until rewatching it this time how how pretty uh, the synth score is um, this movie also has a bit of an emotional resonance with me on a mild level so um, by the time I think I, I saw this was I saw it with my grandmother watching it at home and she was visiting us and she had just recently lost her husband um, not my grandfather <laughs> several husbands later but uh, she was with a man she was happy with him and then he passed away suddenly and um, I noticed like every time like I would visit my grandmother like she'd be watching this movie and I think I asked my mom about it and my mom made the point of like uh, the similarities to you know Karen Allen's character having lost her husband and I think my grandmother sort of related to that so that always kind of resonated with me and I agree. Karen Allen is sort of an unsung hero in this. Um, Jeff Bridges has the shorier role, and he does a good job with it. But Karen Allen has to kind of do some of the quieter, emotional, heavy lifting. And I think she's excellent at it. And we've talked about how this movie is sentimental. And I would agree. But one thing it's not is it's not mawkish. And I think that if this movie were made today... Like a lot of movies that deal with grief or loss or whatever, I think a lot of movies made today kind of go into mawkish territory. They really drive home to you what has happened with these characters, and they'll sit around and they'll talk about it, and they'll just drill a point home. And honestly, you know, Grant mentioned earlier how a lot of this first part of the movie is very it's silent as far as there's no dialogue. And you you get it. I mean, you 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 know, Karen Allen is watching home movies of her and her late husband, played by Jeff Bridges. You know, um, you get it from that. Okay, uh, it, from her reaction to it as well, and the fact that she's alone. Okay, this was her husband. He's now gone. Um, and then throughout the rest of the movie, there isn't really a lot of talking about her her actual loss. That's where, that's why I say it's not mawkish, but through the other dialogue and through Karen Allen's performance in particular, you get, you, you get, you, you understand the grief, you know, and um, this gift that, that the star man gives her ultimately is, is packs a pretty big emotional wallop on this most recent rewatch. I was thinking though, there, on this most recent rewatch, my mind kept um, drifting off toward the end to, what it was going to be like for her after the credits rolled, though. There's a lot. I mean, I hadn't even thought about it before this most recent rewatch, but there's a lot of loose ends when it comes to her character, including, you know, what's going to become of her, like, offspring, you know? And I'm like, ah, I hope it's okay. <laughs> you know, that's all I got to say. But just as a self-contained movie, um, I think it's, it's pretty good. I hand it back over to you, Grant. I think you guys have nailed uh, nailed this film with your with with your observations, and I haven't got you know much more to to add. I think there there I'll be I'll be open with you and everybody who's listening. I always cry in this film. I think that the film is very powerful, and there's a scene which I always it's the same scene. Uh, they're in a diner, and he asks her uh, to define love. And the way Karen Allen defines love, 
uh, and how difficult it is for her to get those words out mm-hmm. as she's sitting staring, you know, at, at her dead husband. I think is just a real, real heart heart wrenching scene. Uh, so I, I find it, you know, I, I can okay, I can never uh, keep a dry eye at, at that moment. <clears throat> and I wanted to add a, a, a one reflection, which is this film is really about you know love and uh, and grief. And Carpenter's earlier film, Christine, which is a, an adaption of a Stephen King book, 1983, is also about love, really, but, but sort of teenage love. And I think that they're really interesting companion pieces in that uh, Christine is, is very different to Starman, but the themes are not all that different. Um, and uh, I think that's a linkage that some people don't make. And I think it's perhaps one of the reasons that Carpenter wanted to do the film because I know it had some production problems. There were a few different directors attached to it through the process. That makes me want to rewatch Christine, because I haven't seen that since, I think, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so uh, I should I should definitely give that a, a, a rewatch. I forgot he directed that, right? Um, yeah. Um, I was reading after re- this most recent rewatch, this movie had a lot of... Um, well, it had a... a Kind of a up and down production. I think. I think. I don't think John Carpenter was the first director attached to it, and they were going to go in different areas with it. And I think he's the one that ended up kind of focusing more on it being a, a love story. Um, and I was a little unclear whether it was made like in the earlier eighties because this came out in eighty four. I was unclear whether it was actually made and done in like eighty one or something, and they shelved it, or whether. They were in pre-production, then shelved it, and then finally made it in 84. But I think a lot of that had to do with uh, E.T. Because the studio got cold feet for a while on this because they said this is too much like E.T. Um, so uh, they either made it and shelved it or they or they stopped pre-production on it and then waited and, and made it. I'm glad it got made. I'll be honest with you. And that was just sacrilegious, but... Uh, as someone who saw E.T. first time and it was in theaters uh, and has seen it once or twice since, I am not a huge fan of E.T. I've never really warmed to it. Um, this is a movie, though, that I do see the similarities, but I, I like this movie right off the bat. Yeah, I like this movie better than E.T. I like them both, but I would be more willing to watch this one over E.T. any day. So, yeah. How about you, Grant? Do you, uh, you see similarities between this and E.T.? Uh, yeah. I do see similarities, and I think you're right, Matt, that there, those were concerns of the sort of studio in the pre-production uh, and production phase, I think, of the picture. And there were a couple of different directions that they could have gone in. Um, uh, and I agree with both of you that I, I do prefer this film to, uh, to E.T. Yeah. Same here. What would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give Starman... 10 out of 10. Oh, snap. I'm going to give it an 8.4, partly because that's what I really think it should get, and partly because it's the year it came out. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, what about you? 8.5. Okay. And that means our score is an 8.9, and it is on the tomato meter with a fresh 85% from critics and a 69% from audiences. Uh, Grant, before we wrap up here, tell the folks listening where they can find you on the World Wide Web. Okay, so I've got a blog, which is, uh, you can access that at hotdogcinema.wordpress.com. And I'm also on Twitter. The handle is hotdogcinema. 
Awesome. Thank you again for joining us and thank you all for listening. <laughs>